Hello and welcome to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin. This is the podcast where I tell you all about the great things happening in Virginia's Blue Ridge. We're talking about places like the city of Roanoke, surrounding Roanoke County, the city of Salem, Botetourt, Franklin counties. And all together, we call ourselves Virginia's Blue Ridge. We're right here in the mountains, and we are America's East Coast mountain biking capital. Virginia's Blue Ridge is nestled, as I said, in the Virginia's in the Blue Ridge Mountains. The Blue Ridge Parkway passes right through the middle of the region. If you want to come play in the mountains and enjoy a metro mountain adventure, you'll find it here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And today I'll be talking to someone who will make your after adventure that much better. I'll be speaking with Will Landry at Twisted Track Brew Pub. Now, all the information about VBR in today's interview will will be in the show notes and also at visitvbr.com. And you'll hear me say that a few times because there are a lot of things that you may have more uh, questions about than I had time to ask about, but you can always find it there uh, at one of those, those two locations. But let's talk about the craft beer scene in Virginia's Blue Ridge. It's amazing. It's still growing. Uh, there are more than a dozen places to enjoy craft beer right here in the immediate region. And then I'm talking about downtown and Salem and Vinton and, and the sort of the heart of Virginia's Blue Ridge. And there's even more if you want to drive out a bit. Uh, I'm not going to get into all the different options because today I really want to talk and focus on Twisted Track. But, uh, and one of the great things you'll hear is how, you know, the, the, the brew scene here, and really in, in many cities, kind of had a, a fits and starts before things got rolling. And then all of a sudden, it just exploded. And we uh, were right at the heart of that explosion. So, uh, and Will is going to talk a little bit about how how that uh, uh, dream of his took a long time to come to fruition. But it's an interesting story. And uh, he is the co-owner of Twisted Track in Roanoke. A couple of years ago, they acquired the former Soaring Ridge Brewery. So if you are listening locally, that will mean something to you. If you're listening from out of town, then it probably won't. But Soaring Ridge was a nice brewery and it was well-established and it was very popular. But um, the way things came to pass, the, the folks at Twisted Track... Uh, came to acquire that, and Will's going to tell you how all that happened, but they completely reimagined it. That's my point. They added a kitchen to make it a true brew pub with absolutely outstanding food, and I can vouch for that. Uh, so instead of the model where you've got uh, a brewery and then the food comes from one or two food trucks that would show up, uh, they added their own restaurant, and that's what makes it the, the pub model uh and they have a chef and and you can read all about her on their website but the food is better than average let me just say that it really is restaurant fare and so uh, they added that kitchen and then they changed the seating around there's an outdoor venue which seats a lot of people and they added fire pits and they they improved instead of sitting in a parking lot they they improved the the surface area there and I don't want to give that all away I want Will to tell you about that uh, and then of course they brought their own beers to the table and they have an amazing variety of beers uh, and because they have that restaurant license they can also serve ciders and wines which are not produced on site. So in Virginia, if you're a, a brewery only, you're only allowed to serve 
what you produce there at the brewery. But if you have the restaurant license and you're a true restaurant, which a brew pub is, then you can serve other alcohol as well. And so uh, let's just say that you like beer, but your significant other doesn't. And let's face it, that happens, right? That happens. Uh, there's still a way to stop in and eat and enjoy. And so you can have your beer uh, and your significant other, your date, as it were, uh, can have wine or a cider or uh, even a seltzer or something, something that's a little bit different from, from the beer. But I will say that on the beer end, there's a great variety from the lighter, lower alcohol, non-bitter beers, your lagers and so forth, to your true IPAs. And they do have some, uh, and I, depending upon what I'm doing, I can enjoy um, either equally and may choose just based upon what's going on in the summer. For instance, I don't really like a heavy IPA. Um, if it's hot, I want, I want a lighter beer. So like when I'm at the beach, I'll, I'll drink Corona, right? Uh, instead of an IPA. Um, and so just depending upon where you're coming from and what you're doing, uh, they've, they've got a, a, a beer for, for every occasion and, and, to, and it's all super, super. Uh, good beer and will himself has a he's he started out as a home brewer but then he went and became educated in brewing and really is a, is a true brewmaster and, and he'll talk a little bit about his background in the interview and then of course uh, twisted track offers a lot of entertainment everything from axe throwing to music bingo and giant jenga and will is going to be talking about all of that so uh sit tight my interview with will is coming up including the story of how they almost didn't get started. Welcome back to the Visit VBR podcast. And joining me now is Will Landry, one of the owners at Twisted Track Brewing in Roanoke. And Will, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, John. Appreciate you having me out. Or yeah. in, however you want to call this. <laughs> yeah. So, well, listen, um, you know, the, the brew scene is really growing in Roanoke. But you you tried to get it going a long time ago. And people told you you were crazy. You couldn't get investors. It didn't work. And that was only back in 2007. Tell me that story. A lot of things have changed. Um, I had actually, while I was born in Roanoke, I lived most of my life uh, up in Massachusetts, in case you're listening to this and going, I can't place that accent. Um, my wife and I moved down here in 2005. I, I still had my mom's side of the family down here and everything. And, um, you know, in, in 2005, it, um, it it was very quiet around here. You you had I think the closest brewery or brew pub was in Harrisonburg, and um, you know there weren't any of the specialty shops, the barrel chests, or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, you basically had what was available at Kroger, which was a couple of uh, your your national brands, your Sierra Nevada, your Boston Lager, that type of thing. Um, a couple of imports and maybe one or two local, and by local I mean Virginia at that point, um, craft beers. So I had dabbled a little bit in home brewing and um, picked that back up, kind of really got into it shortly after we moved down here because I knew if I wanted anything outside of what was available there, I was going to have to make it myself. And that's where the, kind of the journey started. Um, but yeah, in I think in 2007, uh, I, I joined the Homebrew Club in Virginia, the, or in Roanoke, rather, 
the Star City Brewers Guild. And um, the president there at the time was uh, getting ready to go to school for professional brewing. Uh, my background in education is in accounting. And I said, I, anything I can do to help you, you know, write a business plan or get the doors open, let me know. So, uh, yeah, he and I wrote a, uh, uh, I wrote a business plan for a brew pub, so a restaurant and a brewery uh, for Roanoke. And uh, ended up bringing that to the small business council. And they kind of said, you know, you guys are really trying to take a big bite out of this. You're going to end up, it's a very high capital startup business. You're going to have a real hard time finding investors. The bank's probably not wanna get, going to want to give you a whole lot of money towards something that has restaurant in the name, which typically has like an 80% failure rate, something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other thing that, that Roanoke had going going against it was that it, it had had a brew pub. I think it was called the Blue Muse yes. uh, downtown yes. several years before we got there. We, we had moved down and, uh, and it didn't make it. So as far as most of the people in Roanoke were concerned, it was a business that was destined to fail. Um, so long story short, uh, the... The guy that was going to go to, to take the class ended up not going. He was a, an older guy getting ready to retire. Um, and uh, it kind of left me out in limbo, uh, trying to figure out if it was something I still wanted to pursue. Uh, but by that time, I'd been homebrewing and always had a, an entrepreneurial itch that needed to be scratched. So that, that started my journey. Um, but people told you a brew pub will never make it in Roanoke, yeah. Virginia. Well, I mean, fast forward, what, two years maybe? To, uh -huh. And, and Roanoke Railhouse opened. Um, and they, you know, they really started the, the the local craft beer scene in Roanoke, really helped grow the um, demand for it, the, the customer base for it. Uh, and even though they ultimately fail, or closed, I don't want to say failed, but closed, um, you know, they, they really set the stage for what ultimately became the growth of craft beer in, in the area. Yeah. I mean, so many, so many people who are in this industry now, me, uh, Tom Bradley up at chaos, um, the guys that started Parkway all came from Railhouse. Um, so you got to give them some credit. For sure. For, and it was good beer. I really was. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember, uh, being, Pretty taken with that. It tasted kind of like uh, their their lead beer tasted kind of like a Vienna Lager, if I recall. Am I, yes, is that, that was that was the that was the basis of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. So so anyway, I, I'm just I'm curious. Um, eventually, it it all caught on. We all know that uh, all these great outdoor <coughs> towns uh, have multiple breweries now and. And Roanoke is one of them. You and I were just trying to count a minute ago before we started talking how many are in downtown Roanoke. And it's somewhere between eight and 12. And, and I, you know, uh, uh, I'm proud to say that uh, I visit all of them <laughs> you know, at different times, usually after a bike ride or something like that. Or uh, So you guys uh, finally got things going. You've, you've actually uh, upped your... Uh, background as a brewer, you went to to uh, a school, another school besides taking it beyond home brewing. Um, yeah. So, so tell me how you guys fast forward to how it all kind of came together at once for you. 
Well, I, so again, I, I went to school in 2011. Um, it was a couple year wait to get in at the time. I'm not sure what it is now, but uh, I, I went in 2011 and I actually did uh, an apprenticeship as part of that program at Rona Braille House, getting back to that. Uh, spent a little bit of time with them and um, and again, just kept working on on opening something, wanting to do something some way. At that time, the, the brewery model was the way to go, uh, not necessarily the, the brew pub. Um, so uh, I kept looking. I did some consulting work up in Alexandria for a, a, a group that was opening a brew pub. Um, and I actually ended up meeting at a homebrew meeting, uh, Joe and Wendy Halleck, who own Chaos Mountain. Uh, they, they were in the process at the time of selling a business and considering opening a brewery. Um, we talked for a while that day and, and a lot afterwards, helped them kind of look at some equipment, which way would you go with setting up the business and and so forth. And, and when they finally decided that they were going to do that, they were going to open a brewery, um, they offered me the job as, as the brewer. And I I was shocked. I was not shocked. I was amazed. Uh, very grateful, of course. Um, certainly an opportunity that I really had never anticipated getting. Uh, but we, we opened Chaos in 2014. Um, did some some great beers up there. A lot of a lot of beers at the time that were they were able to get into distribution. So you see chaos bottles at a lot of the uh, Kroger's and so forth, uh, bottle shops, everything like that. Um, and uh, and had a great time there. Unfortunately, my not, not again not unfortunately, but my kids got older. Let's put it that way. Uh, needed a little bit more attention um, and and time commitment. So I ended up having ended up leaving chaos. Um, but I still missed it. I mean, it wasn't long after I left that I really was missing the brewing part of the business at least. So the way this kind of came around, uh, Twisted Track is one of the owners I've, I had known for, for a couple of years uh, that I knew he wanted to be an investor, but not necessarily um, here all the time in a working capacity. So he and I had been looking at buildings, talking about the different business models and all that. Um, there, the, there's that business of brewing, uh, brewing up business. I always get it wrong. Uh, that's uh, that Virginia Tech hosts at the Hotel Roanoke. Uh, I had been invited there a couple of times to, to meet with the groups at the end of the week. And uh, it just so happened that the, that the last time I went, um, they there were a couple of guys again that were local interested in investing but not necessarily in the in the working part of it yeah uh, yeah so, so your money was coming together with your dream yep, that's right so i you know again to it just it all kind of came together the four of us clicked uh and we agreed to move forward um yeah, we looked at a bunch of different buildings, kept coming back or came back to Soaring, the, the Soaring Ridge building that we're in now. It used to be Soaring Ridge Brewing Company. Right. Um, came back to this a couple of times and turned out that our realtor knew their realtor and so on. Um, so were they looking to get out or did you make them an offer they couldn't refuse? I, I don't think that they were necessarily looking to, to, to get out. When our realtor kind of mentioned it to, to a realtor that they knew, 
um, they basically came back and said, well, let them make an offer and we'll see how it, how it works. And uh, yeah, we went back and forth a couple of times and you know, I think they were, well, I don't think they were itching to sell. I think they were probably ready to, to, to get out of it. I know two of the guys are, have different businesses and, and the one that was basically running the show was kind of getting burned out. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so then, uh, so you guys actually bought the business, let's see, this is 2021. So in 2019. Yeah. Just at the end of 2019, yeah. uh, we signed the, the, the papers, if you will, for the sale. Right. But then you reinvented because Soaring Ridge was one of the, I would have said one of the more popular places for people to go and, and have a beer, uh, in, in the, in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Uh, but you completely reinvented this place. So if people are listening now and they're, they haven't tested it out or they just think it's Soaring Ridge with a new name on it, uh, that is completely not true from the beer selection to the food selection to the venue itself. So let's let's paint the picture for people who are listening if they haven't been there. First of all, let's talk about how you um, you added food to the menu. So instead of the model where the food truck pulls up uh, which I think is always kind of fun and funky, but maybe a little slow. You guys have your own kitchen now, right? Yes. And that's so, fast. I, I can I can attest to that. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. A very important customer service feature. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, just to take a, a slight step back, we knew um, we knew that just opening another brewery in Roanoke was not going to be anything. Well, I don't, I don't want to say it's not going to be anything special, but. It, it would just be another brewery and, and a lot of people's minds and you know it, it, there's such a, a, a great flow of, of good beer in, in in Roanoke that it would be much harder to compete in a market like that so we knew we wanted to do something different we knew we wanted to try to offer the customer a different experience and a different selection than they would get at just another brewery um, one of the things we had discussed was how can we get wine and cider available to the customers? And in Virginia, if you are just a brewery, you can only sell what you produce at that location. Right. So we knew that in order for us to be able to offer wine, cider, and, a, and potentially other breweries, beers in the future, we need to have a restaurant license. And obviously, if you need a rest, to have a restaurant license, you have to kitchen. Um, it, and again, taking this back to 2007, when, when we did it then, or when we looked at it then, we knew that uh, you know that that was the the brew pub was the model to follow, and uh, it was only after the law passed in 2012 where the breweries could sell pints that it, you saw this massive increase in the number of breweries in Virginia. Um, I I personally think that it's kind of come full circle again. And to really differentiate yourself and to, to, to last and survive in the state, uh, if you, since you can't really get into distribution anymore, uh, you've got to have something to differentiate yourself. And I think the kitchen is going to be uh, something that you're going to see a lot more of going forward. Uh, there are already breweries who are adding kitchens uh, for, for those exact reasons. So. Huh. Well, you said um, you can't get into distribution anymore. Is that because it's cost prohibitive or did a law change or why Why is that? Uh, it's not an absolute. Uh, it's it's mostly just that the market is saturated. <clears throat> there are so oh. many breweries now in Virginia 
there's only so many distributors. Uh, the logistics uh, have to be a nightmare for them. Yeah. I can only imagine. Right. And, um, it, you know, unless you're going to, unless you're going to open a, a larger brewery, uh, like a Beals, for example, or Trapezium, those guys, when they opened up, I, w- I would have told you they were crazy. We're doing a distribution uh, company. It's worked for them, to the best of my knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you really have to do a, a really large brewery now. Uh, in order to to get into distribution, so for us, the you know the other most of the other breweries in the area, it it's it's not going to be a successful part of the business. Okay, so so you're running the brew pub model, which uh, I think people like. I think people you know like to be go be able to go and get like an appetizer or something on the table, or or even a, a sandwich. So uh, just a quick look at your menu. Uh, what what are you guys offering? Um, here in as we speak in July of 2021. Sure. Um, well, we are actually just getting ready to uh, update the menu uh, as of July 20th. Uh, that's tomorrow uh, for this recording. Um, and so you'll see a lot of the favorites. Uh, we've kept a lot of the favorites that are that are have been on the original menu. What would, those, uh, got, what would those be for people who maybe haven't been there before? Sure. Um, you know, you talked about appetizers. We've got things like pretzels and with beer cheese and beer mustard, dipping sauces, um, a bone, uh, boneless wings. Can't have a can't have a brew pub without wings of some sort. Um, we've got um, we had some wonton tacos with uh, with raw tuna and and coleslaw and, and a bunch of other things in it. Um, I think we're going to go away from the tacos and make it more of a nacho type of, of setup with, with chips as opposed to the folded wontons. But uh, those will still be on the, the menu. Uh, you talked about sandwiches. We've got, obviously, have a burger. Uh, we have a steak and cheese that sells absolutely amazing. The steak is shaved in-house, and it's it's fantastic. I've had that. Um, yeah. It is fantastic. <laughs> um, we've got a, a chicken sandwich that sells really well as well. Uh, we have some entrees like a, a pizza. You got to have a, a pizza. We do ours on a flatbread. Um, we've got um, a, uh, what is it? Uh, the, the, the rib, um, a beef rib, beef short rib that uh, is just falls off the bone tender. It's amazing. That sells really well. We also, but we also have some healthier stuff. We do have some salads. Uh, we have a nice Mediterranean bowl, which is a, obviously a salad base with a lot of Mediterranean herbs and spices and garbanzo beans and all that kind of fun stuff on it. Right. Um, so we do try to try to keep a mix of a variety of things. The new menu will also include some seafood dishes. Uh, so we're going to have a seared scallop on the menu. Um, the, the wonton tacos will now be offered uh, with tuna or salmon. Um, there was something else on there as well. We've got a new chicken sandwich. It's a grilled chicken sandwich with um, some mozzarella cheese, a, uh, a, a sauce that was made with our sour beer by a local, uh, another local chef that doesn't necessarily work for us, but does some, has made this sauce for us. Uh, that is fantastic. I've had a had one of those samples when they when they were test batching it and it's gonna it's gonna sell like crazy so, awesome awesome all sorts so, of stuff so you guys yeah so so if, if people come in there to have a beer i mean really <laughs> they they should plan to come for for dinner or for now are you open for lunch maybe i should know that but i don't 
So the we we had been open for lunch. Uh, our new hours uh, are going to be three to nine Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we will be open for lunch on Friday at noon and go to ten o'clock. Saturday will also be noon to ten, um, and Sunday will be noon to eight. Now uh, a little bit later on Sunday. Okay, so got it. The me- yeah, so the menu that we have is going to be available all the time. Now we're not going to have a separate lunch menu or anything like that. All right, beautiful. Beautiful. So now let's, um, I, I, eventually I want to get to axe throwing because I think that's so cool, but, <laughs> but let's dig into the beers first because you, every sure. brew pub has to find its niche when it comes to beers. So if somebody's listening to this and they're, they're, uh, maybe new in town or they're look, trying to decide where they're going to visit, what, what is your place in the beer scene? Um, I, I think, I, I think the answer is variety, quite frankly. I mean, uh, the, we don't necessarily specialize in anything. Obviously, we have some better sellers than than others, just because the industry and the customer base is, you know, is very IPA centric. So that 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 sell those those types of beers sell the best. But you know, we always try to have some light beer options, uh, whether it's a Kolsch or our light lager, or we've got a Pilsner on right now. We always try to have at least one amber beer. Uh, kind of rotates between a Vienna lager. And a Scottish ale, um, you know, we have we always try to have at least a couple of IPAs on. Uh, you know, that more traditional West Coast hoppier, bitter IPA, and uh, and a New England style, that more juicy, fruity type of, of IPA. Uh, and 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 always try to have a dark beer on. Like right now, we've got a porter. I think I've got a sweet stout coming up after that. Um, always have our sour. Uh, which is a goza it's that kettle sour style it's very popular um and we've been having a seltzer on that we made in-house i think it's something we'll probably keep on most of the summer months and then you know not necessarily have around for the winter but it'll be a summer refreshing choice if you will got it got it um and you have some great names for for your beers. Um, and now your the name of the brew pub is Twisted Track. Yep. And again, for people who know where you are and live in Roanoke, that may seem obvious. But for for somebody who might be coming into town or visiting Virginia's Blue Ridge, uh, why why Twisted Track? Well, uh, for one, it was a very hard name to come to come down to. Uh, you know, we probably went through a couple of hundred different names. With the 8,000 or 9,000 breweries in the country, it's very hard to come up with a unique name. Um, but we probably boiled it down to about 20 different names, mostly beer-themed, obviously, with the history of the railroad in Roanoke. Um, it was, it's a, kind of an obvious choice to go with that theme. Um, we, we boiled it down to about 20, sent out a sort of a survey to friends and family, the brew club, and, and so forth, and said... Of these 20, which one do you like the most? And uh, while Twisted Track wasn't at the top of my list originally, uh, it, it was the clear favorite. And uh, wow. so we said, all right, well, let's stick with that. And since then, it's, it, you know, it's, it's grown on me really quickly. The, the folks that we had do the label for us did a great job. Uh, I think you can, I don't know if you can see the picture or not in this podcast, but the, um, the glass, we have a, the logo is a glass with a, a rail wrapped around it. Uh-huh. And I really, really like how that came out. I thought that was a great idea on how to use the name or incorporate the name in a logo. 
And, uh, you know, it also kind of gives me a, a feel for, or reminds me of the, the old English pubs that, that you know, you, you hear about. I used to go to England as a kid with my grandmother pretty much every summer for a month or so. And it does, it reminds me of all those pub names that you see uh, overseas. So I love it. I, 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 it's, it's a perfect name. It's worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's super, super appropriate. So, uh, especially here in, in, uh, in Roanoke in Virginia's yep. Blue Ridge with all of our rail heritage and so forth. And you're not too awfully far from the tracks right there. So uh, I can throw a rock across the street. You bet. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So that's, that's awesome. Now you guys are, uh, and one of the things that, that I love about brew pubs is that I can go there and have a beer and my sons and their wives and my grandkids can come and sit there and be comfortable. You know, it's it's a it's a family setting that is uh, where you can have a good beer. Mm-hmm. And 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 I and the kids can run around and they're not gonna break something, you know. <laughs> I mean it's you know, to a certain extent, right? They're sure. little but uh, you know, everybody can be comfortable. Uh, but you guys, uh, you do have, uh, like on Sundays, that's more like you do have music, but it's you're working towards on Sundays some family-friendly events. You want to talk about that so. a little bit? Yep. Um, yeah, I think that we've, we've, been doing, we've been doing music for the most part on Sundays. Uh, we'll still do music. We do, a, um, we do an event once a month uh, called uh, Bluegrass and Brunch or blues and brunch, depending on the type of music that's playing that day. We do that on the third third Sunday, rather, of every month. And we'll continue to have music for that event. Um, And I think we've we've still got some bands booked out in the near future, but, you know, probably by the fall or certainly by the winter, I think we're, the plan is to go to more of a, of a family day, let, let people with, with children come out and not have to worry about, um, you know, feeling uh, apprehensive or whatever the term would be for having their children in the, in the place. Uh, we The hope is to bring in some board games or you can bring your own um, and make it a family day. Uh, have We've got a, a gentleman that will bring in the, the oversized games, the giant Jenga, giant you know, Connect Four and all that kind of good stuff. So we'll probably have him in uh, at, le- at least periodically, if not every Sunday. Right. Um, we still have the chalkboard. The kids love drawing on. So, yeah. Know, hopefully, it'll it'll be a good draw for 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 people with kids. Because you're right. People really love that that big yeah. chalkboard. And uh, <laughs> my my three year old grandson Luke uh, goes over, and that's a good way to keep him occupied for a little while. So uh, I love that. Now, yep. um, let's talk. You've got trivia night. Is which night? Trivia on Tuesdays. Okay. So every every Tuesday from uh, six thirty to eight thirty, we have we have two rounds of trivia. It's a lot of fun. It's a great love job. That. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they do. That's, that's a big night. And then you've got axe throwing. I, I promised that we would talk about axe throwing. Okay. So how? When is that? How does it work? So uh, the the guys down the road here, Blue Ridge Axe, uh, bring in a, a trailer uh, that that have, uh, I guess, two. Uh, positions or two openings for people to to throw the axes. Um, they we're we're still trying to iron out some more details. They were coming on Wednesdays. Uh, we're hoping that uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna try Saturdays going forward for for a little while. 
and then maybe do both days if, if it works out. So we're, we're still trying to iron out the details with them on that. Uh, but they will be back soon, I hope, one way or the other, whether it's Wednesdays or Saturdays. How hard is it to throw an axe at a target and make it so the head hits and sticks as opposed to the handle? <laughs> so they do it. They do an incredible job of instructing. They, they have a line that seems to work for a majority of people. And if you stand on that line with the, with the axe over your head and, and throw it straight, it, you, it's amazing how frequently, I guess, you'll hit the board and it'll oh. stick. So as long as you keep that axe head straight, I think that's really the only, only trick to it. Huh. I, I did it once, threw it once, and it stuck, and I've never thrown it again. I said, I'm leaving on top. There you go. <laughs> nice. All right. And will you have information on that, like on your Twisted Track website or once you get that ironed out? Yeah, I would I would uh, suggest people go to the Facebook page, Twisted Track Group Hub okay. um, on Facebook for all of our events and you know new beer announcements and special food specials and all that kind of stuff. That's that's the main um, source of information. Uh, we also have an Instagram page that you can see some additional pictures of, of food and so forth at. What's uh, your Instagram page name? Uh, it should also be Twisted Track Group, I believe. All right. And we'll put links to all that in the show notes too. Okay. Uh, the website does have most of that information. It's a little less up to date on the events, but it will have hours, uh, the menu and things of that nature. And that's twistedtrackgrouphub.com. Got simple. Yep. Yeah, it's a nice website. It's really pretty. Thank you. Um, all right. So uh, and then you've got uh, Music Bingo. Mm -hmm. On right. Thursdays. What, what, is, what is Music Bingo? So uh, if you think about a, a bingo card, traditionally has, you know, the letters and the numbers on it. And uh, in this case, it's just, it's a sheet. There's usually a theme. Uh, let's say, you know, 70s rock, for example. So all the boxes will have uh, a song name in them and the, the host will play a 30 second snippet of a song. And if that song is in your box, you, you know, put your little X on there or what have you. And obviously if you get, you know, whatever it is, five in a row or five diagonal or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, you know, you win a prize. So. Oh, okay. Is, is you probably can't give away a beer because of ABC rules. So, can you, right? So, what no, do you no. win? What do you win? Uh, it, it, with trivia or the the music bingo, uh, we do gift cards. Gift card, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And that way, you can use Great. it for whatever you want. All right, awesome. Um, and then on you know your standard Friday and Saturday night, that's kind of a night out, and you've got live music, right? Pretty much every Friday and Saturday, we're going to have some sort of music. Yep. No, uh, Fridays, we usually run like six to nine, uh, Saturdays, we've been running four to seven, but we might push that, push that out a little bit, especially for the summertime. Right. And, uh, uh, we're talking with Will Landry of Twisted Track, uh, Brew Pub. Will the, uh, you're located, uh, what is your exact address in case somebody wants to punch it into their phone? Sure. It's 523 Shenandoah Ave. And it's just over, it's basically right at the corner of Fifth Street and Shenandoah near the Fifth Street Bridge. Right on the edge of downtown Roanoke. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. 
Anything else you want to tell us uh, about what you guys have going on? You've got a great history. You've got a uh, you've got great outdoor. I don't ask you about that. Uh, the outdoor sure. seating with the fire pits. That's that's something you added. <laughs> yeah, we uh, it was basically just some uh, some asphalt out there when we bought the building. Uh, we were able to get that pulled up or torn up, and we've put down uh, some really nice stamped concrete um, and two pretty pretty big fire pits. Um, we haven't fired those up in a while, but once the cooler weather comes in, people love that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've got, we've got that. And then we've got, I think about almost a hundred seats out there and probably a dozen tables, maybe, maybe more. So plenty of outdoor seating, big space, um, got some nice sail shades for shade. And, uh, some of the tables even have umbrellas. So there's, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, definitely dog friendly. Please bring your dogs out let them. Let them sit outside. We've got some some bowls out there. We can put some water in. Uh, may even have some treats behind the bar if, if you're lucky. <laughs> awesome. If the yeah. dog is lucky. All right. Uh, well, you guys have, you know, you've really done a great job. Seems like you survived COVID okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we got lucky there. We've got such a big space. Um, yeah. Now, even with the restrictions that we followed, the seat spacing and everything else, we were still able to have quite a number large number of people in here safely and uh yeah we we, i think we thrived quite frankly during covid awesome will landry with twisted track brew pub thanks for joining me on the visit vbr podcast thank you john appreciate it So thanks to Will. Remember, if you want to know the very latest, his advice is to go to the Twisted Track Brew Pub Facebook page. That's updated more often than the website. And let's face it, that's a lot easier to do. Uh, So check out their Facebook page. You can also follow along on Instagram at the same address, Twisted Track Brew Pub. Uh, And once again, all of that will also be in the show notes if you're looking for something to just click on couple of other notes. Uh, if you're planning a trip to Virginia's Blue Ridge, I talked a little bit about this Metro Mountain Mix, this Metro Mountain Adventure, because we're a beautiful little boutique city in the mountains, and we offer everything from arts and culture and shopping to uh, the outdoor adventure type of activity. So think of it as an outdoor playground. You'll hear me talk about on the podcast cycling a lot because I ride my bike. I have a gravel bike. I have a mountain bike. I have a road bike and I use them all here. Uh, But there are equal parts running, hiking, kayaking, fishing, fly fishing, you name it. The Roanoke River comes right through our region. In fact, I just took a trip the week before last down the Roanoke River with a group of certified paddling instructors because I wanted to ask them about the Roanoke River and how it compared. And, you know, let's face it, it is a smaller river and it's an urban river, but um, it's it's really a great resource and the paddling is fantastic. So we had someone on a stand-up paddleboard, two guys in little whitewater boats, someone in a whitewater canoe, and I was on my good old-fashioned sit-on-top fishing kayak, which is 11 feet long and it felt like the Titanic next to those little playboats. Not so much next to the canoe, but you get what I'm talking about. We had a great time. We paddled first near the Explore Park, uh, where there are now outfitters who will drop you off and pick you up. You can use your own gear. You can rent gear from them. And you can also go tubing, and tubing is actually more popular than the kayaking. 
is what the outfitter told me. But uh, stand-up paddle boarding, you name it, you can do all of it. And so you can do over that, do all of that near the Blue Ridge Parkway at Explore Park. And um, there's, a, there's a link to Explore Park at visitvbr.com with all the outfitters information and everything. But then we moved our boats over to Wasina Park, right in the middle of the city of Roanoke. And we drifted through the section that comes closest to downtown. And I have to say, honestly, that even though we were in a populated area, we were going through parks through parking lots, a little bit of industry. Um, once you're on the river, it can feel extremely remote and wild, and the floating is fantastic. There are easy riffles. Anybody can do it. Nothing to worry about uh, other than maybe you might want to check the river flow rates. Uh, in the, the heat of summer, it can get a little bit rocky, but we were there in early July and had no trouble drifting and didn't have to get out and pull the boats or anything like that. So, um, and then the, the little riffles are fun. And I was wishing that I had my fly rod with me because I saw lots of places where I would have liked to have thrown a line and I'm sure I would have caught some fish, uh, either smallmouth bass, pumpkin seeds, and, and depending upon where you are on the time of year, the occasional trout. Uh, and at certain times of year, not so occasional trout, depending upon, you know, they stock in the colder months, but I'm getting ahead of myself here. So, um, the, I just love the Roanoke River. And then there's a greenway that follows the river, uh, in Roanoke and in Salem and in Vinton. And then, uh, I've got to tell you about the, the sort of the metro part. Uh, we have the Owenston Link Museum, the Transportation Museum of Virginia, the Tobman Museum of Art, just to name a few, lots of art galleries in downtown. Um, and then we have shopping on the downtown market and in Salem. And don't forget the quaint downtown shopping in Vinton and in Rocky Mount and in Buchanan, uh, some other little towns that sort of dot the region. And we host a lot of sports tournaments here. People come here to play we have great venues for softball, volleyball, soccer, in the, in the colder months, basketball. And a lot of people come to town and you've got the whole family with you and you stay in the hotel and somebody in the family is playing on one of the sports teams and the rest of you are looking for something to do. Um, and the ultimate guide to what's going on will be at visitvbr.com. But there we've got blogs, we've got maps for the cycling, hikes to the waterfalls, List of the restaurants, directions to the Cheers Trail, which guides you through the local brew pubs, which we talked about a lot today, but also wineries and distilleries. And uh, if you download the app from visitvbr.com and you check in at a number of places, you'll get a nice prize. And also you'll get a discount at the different places. You go in and you order your drink and you show them the app and they'll check you off. And once you get enough checks, Boom, you're good to go. So you get a nice prize. Uh, you can download that Cheers Trail app from the Visit VBR website. And of course, there's a complete list of places to stay. Everything from the grand old lady herself, our historic uh, Hotel Roanoke and Conference Center, down to uh, local hotels and uh, and then even the bed and breakfasts in the region. There are, are many of those if you're looking for for something there. And we do have a campaign called Be a Trail Setter. So take a picture of yourself doing whatever it is you do, Metro Mountain Adventure here with the hashtag Trail Setter, and let everybody know that you're here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. It might be a good idea to do that while you're sitting there enjoying a cold one at the Twisted Track Brew Pub. So thanks again to Will Landry for joining me here on the Visit VBR podcast. Whether you're a visitor or you live here, go check out Twisted 
track. It's a great place to go after a day with a sports tournament or on the river or on your bike or musing through the museums or shopping or any combination thereof. I'll have another podcast coming out soon. In the meantime, I hope to see you here in Virginia's Blue Ridge.